Hey everyone, welcome to the weekly Comic Vine podcast for the week ending April 26, 2013. I'm Tony Guerrero, editor in chief of ComicVine.com, and here sitting right next to me, not on the phone, is Matt Elfring. Hi, Tony. It's great to be uh, eight inches from your face right now. Feels great. We are sharing a microphone. So we are recording this in advance, but we can literally say it is the 26th because it's like 1 a.m. I'm so tired. (laughs) We are so dedicated to you guys. So as you know, this weekend is C2E2 in Chicago. So I am not in San Francisco. I'm not in the studio recording the podcast. Corey, I don't know what Corey's doing today. Uh, probably talking Sorry about gypsies or something. Yeah. And Sarah's still on vacation. So instead of giving guys no podcast, we thought we would try to do an extra, a special edition podcast from the hotel room in Chicago. In these fine, wonderful robes that they have provided us. One sheet of print and the other a beautiful zebra print. And yeah, so this is C2E2 Eve. C2E2 Eve. C2E2 Eve. Say it, Eve. Say it 44 times fast. Blah, 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 blah. So we're, we're going to give you a, um abbreviated version of the podcast. Five hours this week. We're going five. We are going to go till six in the morning. We're going to get one hour of sleep and then we're going to head down to C2E2. We're going to be great. So we're going to do some, some interviews. Um, I'm going to get Matt to do some interviews because I don't want to do all the interviews this weekend. And because I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I, this is, this is going to be the, the fourth show I've done this year, which I guess not that bad if it's, a, you know, one show a month. But there's still like 40 more shows to go. Yeah. And just the traveling is, is the hard part. So I'm going to get Matt to do some. Uh, if you guys read reviews this week or saw the tweets, you know, we have a new reviewer. Uh, mm-hmm. Jen Abrahamian. <laughs> I always got to think about her name. So I'm gonna. She's gonna be at the show. I'm gonna try to get her to do some video again, so I don't have to do the video. So <laughs> this is like it's C2E2 for Tony. What are you gonna do, Tony? I don't know. Delegate. Yeah, that's, that's supposed to be my job. I've, I feel like that's all I, I'm doing lately. I, I, I meetings and this and that and checking this and just hand it all off to me and and mis mis typing words and <laughs> reviews and. So, uh, we don't have all of the comics. I brought a stack of comics that I, I read on the plane. Matt brought some comics. Unfortunately, we brought some of the same comics. And what's unfortunate about that, that we like the same book? But Should we, we only we, read non... <laughs> we got, like, the same books here. Yeah, we do have a lot of doubles. But I guess we should talk. Um, I, I think this is kind of a big book of the week. There's a lot of... Sort of speculation over Mark Miller's Jupiter's Legacy. So Mark Miller and Frank Quietly. There is, I, I think there's a lot of buzz about this. I actually avoided as much as I could. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what this book was about. Yeah, same here. I just kind of said, oh, uh, you know, I saw Frank Quietly's on it. It's an image book. I'll buy it. Yeah, so, and, you know, Mark, Mark Miller, he does some quote-unquote edgy stuff. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he he throws stuff in your face. Um, in your face. In your face, yo. But this one, it, ah, you know, I, I, w- I was a little torn about this. Yeah. And 
so even though there's a, there's a lot of hype, you know, I, I didn't listen to the hype. I don't I don't follow the hype. I really enjoyed the way it began. You know, yeah. we, we, it just starts out what nineteen twenty three. Yeah, is that right? It's like I can barely turn the page. Nineteen thirty two. Close. We're close. You have the numbers there. And we we get this really great feeling. You know, set in the past, grand adventure, big mystery, and then it jumps to the present. And then it, it, you know, so so it's cool that there's this kind of gap, you know. Yeah. And the world that we're we're seeing in the present, there's all these superheroes, and it, it is there's this legacy, like the title says. Yeah. But but then Mark throws in a little bit of his, his what what he usually throws in, you know. There there is a craziness. Whole, well, there there is a whole scene where there there's one of the the heroes. They're sitting in a club. They're in, they're in the VIP section, and then like the groupies come in. And he, he tries to insinuate, hey, let's you know, do me some sexual favors and maybe something <laughs> will happen. So it's like that. Please do me a solid. That, that's what you would expect from, from Mark Miller. Yeah. But it wasn't as, as graphic as he's gotten in the past. No, this was the tamest Mark Miller I think we've seen in years. So, you know, there, there is that. And there, there's some interesting things here. I just I don't know how I really feel about it overall. I mean, I'm curious, and yeah. you know, obviously with with Frank Quietly, I'm a fan. That's why I'm reading it. I'm literally just looking at the. I'm reading the book, but I really just want to see Frank Quietly's work. So more than anything else. And you know what I mentioned, you know, first issues, first issues can either go two ways. You know, either they they throw you right in the middle of the action, or it's it's a lot of setup. And yeah. and sometimes when you have all the setup, it it kind of bogs down the issue. Yeah, and you kind of have to. Be patient with that. We get a little bit of uh, a mix of that here, and you know, usually with the first issue, you can determine where you stand yeah. on the series. This one, I'm not really sure. I want to give it the benefit of doubt because the t- the two guys involved, but I I just so I this wasn't is blown away. Ongoing too, isn't it? This isn't just a. I I think I saw because, like I said, I you know I tried avoiding as much as I could, but I, yeah. I think I think there it's going to be like a ten issue arc, and then maybe like a break, and then they'll come back. Okay. I think it was ten issues, so I I just I don't know. I'm not, and the, the way I'm going to say this, it's going to sound like I'm being mean, and I'm really not. But for the creative team that's on this book, um, again, I also did not follow hype. I don't believe the hype, as some would say. Don't believe the hype. I do not believe the hype. I yeah, I wasn't yeah. impressed, and that sounds mean. I don't mean it to sound mean. It's just I just didn't. It didn't really. Uh, I wasn't that excited. I'm going to continue. I think I'm gonna, I'll probably go to about issue three. If it hasn't won me over by then, I'll skedaddle, as the kids would say. But the kids say that? Kids back in 1930s, too. So I I would have liked to have I, – I, I really enjoyed the way it started out. Yeah. The, I, yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen more of that. Just a, not not necessarily like a pulpy feel, but, I mean, there kind of was a pulp feel to it. And like almost like a Doc Savage adventure type. Doc well, Savage. Yeah. You, you, you can even say, you know, for like like The Mummy. The mummy won. The mummy won. <laughs> the good mummy. The, yeah, you know, you, you kind of had to feel it's like let's go on this big exploration. You know, there's this island, a mysterious island, not lost, but no. you know, you, you got something going on. And back in the '30s, when mysterious islands were mysterious islands, if you catch my drift. Yeah. So with mummies. Yeah. So we'll, yeah, that was a great start, and I don't know. It's just a little. Maybe I just want an adventure book like that. Maybe like that's what I'm looking for in comics right now, and that's what I like, personally like the opening so much. So I could choose your own adventure. A choose your own adventure. Turn the two ninety three. If you choose to save the kitten, 
Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm like rambling. Save a kitten. Yeah, That's you got to save a kitten sometimes. Oh. Um, Batman Incorporated. So it was number nine. We don't have that, that issue here. So that, no. that came out. Um, what did you think of that? I didn't read it. I dropped Jeez. off. I, dro- I only read the important issues of Batman Incorporated. Dude, I feel like, like issue five and issue eight. I feel like I'm in a normal podcast sometimes. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I, I read that. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not reading all uh, five or six Bat books. So it, it's continuing. I mean, it's hard to believe it's been two months now. I guess has it been two months since this is since issue Damian? ten, isn't it? Is it, I think it's issue ten. It's, yeah, it's issue, issue 10. eight was the the big issue spoilers what something happens to Damien if you somehow avoided everything <laughs> so we're two issues in and you know we're we're seeing so Leviathan Talia is you know her, her plan is unleashed and let me just remind you guys we are exhausted right now so we're just kind of rambling <laughs> you're kind of rambling i'm, I'm just, rambling i'm staring at the floor and <laughs> So so Talia is unleashing her plan against Batman. She wants Batman defeated. She's turned Gotham against Batman. There's some elements of like, hmm, the whole city is against Batman. That sounds a little familiar. But what we're also seeing is a deconstruction of, of Batman Incorporated. And there are some people that didn't like Batman Incorporated to begin with. But we're, we're and I think Grant Morrison said that when he leaves a book, he kind of wants to take all that away from Batman. Yeah. He want, he wants to put him back to his roots. You know, so it's just Batman, Batman in the cave. You know, he doesn't have all these resources available to him. That's kind of cool and all. But it's weird because we don't get a clear timetable. And this is where people are going to complain or, you know, criticize me or whatever about I'm being too nitpicky about continuity. But What you know, continuity? Well, you have to. So obviously the stuff with Damien, that, that's a big thing. We're seeing that in the other books. But – all, with all of Gotham being against Batman, we're not seeing that in the other books, no. and we're, we're still seeing Bruce Wayne is bruised. You know his his face he he got beat up. Yeah, and I, I like that he's still bruised because too many times in comics the hero gets beat up. Next issue they've magically healed. He's golfing. They're they're all like Wolverine. You know they they heal the next day. So he he's still recovering from everything, but it, it's 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 a little hard to follow. The events, like where you know how much time has taken place, yeah, and so it, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And the, those the, the gatefold cover kind of gives away something big. All that happens. the gatefold covers do, except for the except for one book that I really love. This well, m- most of the gatefold covers were just annoying. N- well, I mean, like, like Batman and Robin, Carrie Kelly. That was like a. <laughs> that that had no relevance really. To a one page splash page of like I'm at a costume party. Like oh, that's the gatefold cover. So this one actually does matter to the, to the, the issue, and it, it kind of gives a, a big thing away. Which I don't know. I, I think I think that was kind of a problem. But we got two issues left, so it's, it's going to be interesting. And I do want to say that there was a return of a character on the first page, which was was pretty cool. I did see that. So. I that, did see that. Yeah, so I'm I'm really curious how this is all going to play out, and it, it's 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 going crazy. It's crazy pants, crazy pants, bananas. Is that what Peter Parker said? <laughs> Peter Parker always says crazy pants, bananas. But he never said that. But he always says that. He always says it. But he never said always that. Always uh, old crazy pants, banana pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while we're speaking of gateful covers, All Star Western came out, so I, I I reviewed that one, and I don't think this is spoiler news, but. 
Booster Gold has returned. I should have read this issue. I didn't know Booster Gold was in it. So, okay, I guess it is a spoiler to you. It I, is. I thought everyone knew oh, this. Oh, well, time to go jump out the building. So the the, the co- regular cover, you see Jonah's like panning for gold, and there's someone holding a gun up to him with like a yellow glove. Uh-huh. And then I'm really spoiling it now. You open up the gatefold, and there's Booster Gold. It's like, what? How the heck is Booster Gold there? I'm just glad Booster Gold's back in. I know he was in JLI, yeah, he's short lived book, but and in the annual, he he like disappeared. Something happened to him. Yeah. you don't really know what happens. And it, what was weird about that is he he sees the image of Superman and Wonder Woman kissing, and then shortly after that, he like disappears. He's he's gone. No one knows where he's at. So it's like, did that? They have anything to do with it? No, they didn't. He was but, just really sad, and he wanted to kiss Wonder Woman. I guess, or maybe he wanted to kiss Superman. You never know. It's the way Kenneth hey guys, it's draws the 90s. Yeah. It's the 90s. Kenneth Roquefort draws a, a good-looking Superman. Uh, so somehow he's he's back in Jonah Hex's time. Now, Is here, he also panning for gold in this issue, no, Mr. He, gold? He's, here's the other spot. He's a sheriff in this little town. So I was like, what? God, now I really want to read this issue. You gotta, I, hey, Comic Vine gave it a fi- five out of five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at that. So, <laughs> Just because cause you reviewed it. And you're like, well, Comic Vine, give it a 5 out of 5. I know I reviewed it. Well, just in case people don't agree with it, I, I can put the blame on, on the website and not, not just on me. <laughs> it was a fun issue. So I I, I do I, – I've enjoyed – I mean, Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti, they did 70 issues of Jonah Hex. I loved that volume. That was a phenomenal volume. 70 consecutive issues, and most of them were self-contained stories. Except they, for the Six-Gun War. Yeah, that was like... And the origin was two parts or four parts? Something like that. Yeah. And then, so when when, when the New 52 came, it was great. I mean, I, I was I was bummed that they canceled Jonah Hex and they restarted as All-Star Western. I get why they did that, because they were doing it with everything. And then when they're like, Jonah Hex is going to Gotham City. So I'm like, okay... I get why you're doing it. It's a Western comics. Western comics aren't the you know the biggest selling comics. Yeah. You're going to tie things to Gotham City, to Batman, okay? And you know when they had quarter the Night of Owls crossover, you had you know Court of Owls there, Talons, yeah. okay? But that was actually kind of cool because there, there was a couple issues ago where you know you, it was just a, a like a one or two page um, or one or two panels of the Court of Owls. It's like I want to know more about the Court of Owls in the 1800s. The so yeah, there's cool things like that, and having um, I forgot the, the Arkham name. It's not Jebediah. It's whatever the Arkham dude in the 1800s, yeah. who's who's kind of been Jonah's sidekick through the whole thing. And for a while, I was, I was like, I don't really, I don't really want this character being a, you know, it doesn't really make sense because you know Jonah Hex is a loner and all that. But then when uh, a couple issues ago, when Jonah kind of like gave him the boot, I was kind of like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss him. Because, you know, we, we had stuff with, like, Alan Wayne and, and his wife. And so there was all, all these stories. So it was, it was, like, it was pretty interesting. So even though I wanted Jonah by himself, it was it was kind of weird to see. You know, I was, I was a little sad yeah. to see him to go off on his own. So now we got Booster Gold, which is just weird. But then the other weird thing is in the Booster Gold series before, when he was going through time, yeah, he, yeah. he actually had a crossover Jonah Hex. And I don't think... That, that's a big thing. Is like, does is that canon? Did that really happen? I'm trying to remember when that happened. It was issue three, because he 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 went back. It's, it's like when time was getting changed. Yeah, yeah. And and he had to go back in time because someone is when there's like supernova was there, 
and and someone was like messing with time and then, like superman wasn't wasn't didn't exist anymore so booster had to go back in time to make sure that like like jonathan kent was still alive in order to find the the superman's ship and raise clark and all I that i don't remember i own the issue and i don't remember it so I, I went i went back I, I looked at that and but and there there's some similar scenes where where you know Jonah Heck or Booster comes to town and Jonah's like about to shoot him and he's like I'll, I'll answer your questions if you can out drink me and then they they kind of drink and you know so there's some similarities but so here it's not really clear why Booster how he got in the past why he's in the past but I, I like that the fact that you know this could potentially be a bigger connection with the New Fifty Two it's like yeah. you know what what's going on with, with 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 time and all so I'm so hit like not hit or miss in that book but I like I'll pick it up. For a few issues, and then I'll forget about it, and I'll stop buying it, and I'll come back in. Like when the Doctor Thirteen stuff was happening in the backups, I was picking it up because that tied into Phantom Stranger. But uh, I don't know; I just keep dropping off that book, and it's not because I don't like it. It's a good book. It's just there's a million books that come out every yeah week. yeah. Um, so the backups in Jonah Hex now are are tied to Stormwatch. Like I guess like the the, the first incarnation of Stormwatch. Uh, I'm not and. Yeah. Like the the back of this issue, it 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 was an okay story. So I, I'm assuming it was a new character because I hadn't heard of him before. And while it was just an okay story, I'm curious how that's going to fit into the bigger story because I I think yeah. we're we're seeing all these new characters being introduced. It's going to lead somewhere. But like what a lot of people said, it's a 3.99 book. Yeah. Because of the backups, it's like it could almost be a 2.99 book without the backups. So. It should be for a book like that just because it's hard. Like you said, it's harder to get people into Westerns. And and Jonah Hex isn't a very popular character. So, I, I don't know. The backups may be hurting that more than anything else. But he's popular enough to have a movie. Let's not talk about the movie. That really bugged me out. <laughs> it saddened me. I like it. It's I Okay. I'll, I'll take flag for this. I love the Jonah Hex movie, but I love it in the same way that I love Demolition Man. Like, it's just because it's so, like, ridiculous. Oh man, I don't want to think about it. I, I think I actually dozed for a little bit. Oh, during, I fell asleep too. It took me a week to watch it. We we saw it like during the day, and yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about another book. You want to talk about Justice League Dark? Oh man, best horse racing scene in comics this week, mm-hmm. and a gatefold cover that I really loved, except for the actual real cover of the book. Um, so this month starts a new arc where uh, Constantine has lost the House of Mystery. Uh, so he and the rest of the Justice League summon Swamp Thing, a little weird, to uh, find the house because the house is made of wood and Swamp Thing has this connection to the green and so he could find the house theoretically. It sounds a little silly, but it's really, really, really just fun read. Uh, and then a character comes back, a villain comes back from... Uh, we haven't seen him yet. I, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but... Uh, I was super duper excited and flashes in it for literally one panel. Uh, one panel? It's literally one panel. I don't know if I believe you. Uh, you I have that issue memorized. I read it like four times. All right, I'm, I'm looking it up. Not seeing him. Not seeing him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I never know how to pronounce it. Is it just Michael Jannon or how do you pronounce this guy's name? What are you talking about? The artist's name. Jan- the, the, the artist, the, the guy who's the normal artist on this book, Michael. Um, Mikhail, I don't know. Um, the biggest problem I had with this issue was he didn't really 
do the art. He just kind of did the layouts. And the layouts are, like, awesome. I love his layout work. Um, he did, like, I think he did some of the outlining, but it's a different artist on here. The art's solid. It's just, it's kind of a disappointment that the guy who's really been working on this this book for quite a while is not there. Right. Justice League Dark. That's probably, my, I think right now that's my favorite DC book. Really? Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Superman next because this didn't get reviewed. So Scott Liddell, Kenneth Roquefort. Um, Kenneth Roquefort draws draws some pretty characters. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, there's there's some of the dialogue that Superman has that I, I don't know if it really sounds like him. Some of the things he's saying, it's it's like he's he's a little too too hip. It's like he doesn't really do it. Is he is he talking about bands that no one else has heard of? No, he says something or something that was just just. just Did you guys go to that gastro pub down the block and check out Billy Tobe? You know the flutist. Oh, because he talks about an evite. You know, <laughs> wait, what, really? He, he got an evite from Lois because so Lois has, has moved in with with Jonathan Colton. Col- yeah. Colton, Col- Col- I forget his name. So um, they're having like a housewarming party. And he goes there. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's on his big mission, and we we get to see Kenneth more Kenneth Roquefort, Lois Lane. So she's looking all fancy, and we see um, Kenneth Roquefort, a uh, Diana Prince, and everyone's like like fawning over her. And we get Kenneth Roquefort, <laughs> Hector Hammond. <laughs> so here here's the thing. So for everyone that thinks Kenneth Roquefort only draws pretty characters. Hector Hammond doesn't look that pretty. Hector Hammond's a little pretty. I'd, I'd take him out. I'd take him to a movie. Back row, though, because that head's going to block something. I don't know. So, um, it's weird. We, we actually talked about this earlier, about Hector Hammond being in a Superman comic. Was 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 a little weird. So, we, we got this, this mystery, and it's building up towards a showdown between Superman and a person who's on the gatefold cover. Who which, I love. Okay, we're talking about Orion. We'll spoil it. What do you think about how Orion's being depicted in, in Wonder Woman? Um, I've only read... I think I've read the first issue with him in it. Uh, I'm behind. Oh, my goodness. There are a billion comics every week. Uh, not literally a billion. Don't someone go in the comic and be like, Matt, there's not a billion. I know. Um, I, 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 it's, here's the thing with... with I'm just happy, like, one of the new gods is in the New 52, and we're not going to talk about Darkseid. Um, I'm just happy to see him, and I'm really just waiting for a real issue with Mr. Miracle in it, and not that... Well, Mr. Miracle's going to be in Earth 2. He, he was in the last issue. Mm-hmm. It was it was a literally one panel, again. Yeah, and then they like... No, it was more than one panel. Yeah, him and... Yeah. Big Marta, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just happy to see. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big de- uh, New Gods fan, and I don't know. No, not many people like them. I'm I'm, I'm excited for Mr. Miracle. I love that's that's my favorite costume of all time. Maybe you'll cosplay as him sometime. I will. Watch me. <laughs> all right. Um, so next, we'll talk about FF number six with the the, the Yancey Street. Don't mess thing. with Yancey Street. So uh, unfortunately. This was not drawn by Mike Allred. Kind of made me a little sad because it's 
When you're a Mike Allred fan, you notice it almost immediately. So, so here's the thing. I love Mike Allred. Yeah. People know that. I didn't hold it against this book. I'm not going to no, say, like, no, like no, oh, no, no. This, But I do have to say that there were some moments, like, I'm looking at this panel here where they're all sitting around a table, and Dar- Darla, does, yeah. she doesn't look that good. And Scott looks kind of weird. So... Who was it? This is Joe... Joe Quin- Quinones? I, I've seen... I can't tell you off the top of my head. I know I've seen his art before and liked it in other books. But here, uh, which we talked about, it's kind of... Because he's working with Laura Allred, who does the colors on all of Mike Allred's books. Mm-hmm. And she's amazing. She, wonderful. But it's it seems like he's trying to adapt to Mike's style for this. And it's just, it's a really good book. It's a, it's a, it's a, this book's insane. I like it a lot. And I didn't think I'd like it. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people when they, they first saw the the cast, the characters, they're like, "What is this going to be about?" It's like ecstatics too to me. Yeah, and and Matt Fraction is you know he's just, just brilliant where he he makes it funny. Yeah, but you know you 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 have Scott Lang who's dealing with the death of his daughter. Yeah, and 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 then um, there's sort of a not really a big revelation with one of the other future foundation members. <laughs> they they make this big. Declaration, and you know it's it's a serious topic, but it's it's handled in a way where it's it's still fun. Yeah, and and then you got like Darla, where you know she's dealing with her issues because she's seen as very superficial. You know, she's this pop star, and you know she's she's dealing with her own things. Now she's taking on Yancey Street, or yeah. no, Yancey Street's tr- taking on her more than anything else. Yeah, so you know you have all these these other layers going on here. What what I I like about the book is there's so many characters, but you know, Matt Fraction usually he he does a good job, even giving you a tiniest glimpse of everyone. Yeah. Except with this issue, it's almost like it felt like because Mike Allred wasn't here, it almost felt like like not necessarily a fill-in issue, because there there's so much that we we don't know from the last issue. Like like Alex Power, you know, he, him and and Scott had this. You know, Scott's like we need to end Doom. We need yeah. to put a stop to Doctor Doom. You know, he killed my kid. We got to do something about it. And Alex, like, like, no, you're crazy. And he leaves. Yeah. And in the last issue, he's at Latveria. Where is he at here? We we see nothing about him. No. Um, old Johnny, who who showed up. There's a big mystery. What, what's his story? He's like in one panel. So while we we get a we we get enough of all the other characters, but then there's some characters like what happened with with Medusa. The you ones know? that you want to know about kind of aren't. Here. Yeah, so there's a lot of cliffhangers from the last issue that you don't really get here, almost because like you know they're they're focusing on different things, but then it just kind of felt like let's just bide our time until yeah. Mike comes back. But but we do get Herbie in a Doctor Doom cape, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Yeah, so this this was it was it's fun, and you get more to the the thing masks. That's probably um, my favorite fun book mm-hmm. at Marvel. I mean, it's it's team plus, but it doesn't have to be team plus. That I they they do on a, they do deal with a, some adult issues, but it, yeah. it it does read like a fun. I could read that to my niece or nephew. Yeah, and the same thing with with Nova, which you know I think that came out last. Yeah, week. we talked about that with Sam Alexander, and and like that could be an all age book almost. Yeah, you know, aside from fact you have Gamora and Rocket Raccoon. Speaking of Rocket Raccoon, oh, I love Rocket Raccoon. So we have Guardians of the Galaxy number two came out and uh, we have Steve McNiven and Sarah Pacelli so this was Sarah Pacelli week 
Sarah Pacelli and and Bendis, Bendis week. Bendis had like eighteen thousand books. Again. Bendis had forty-seven books this week. So um, Pacelli's art so pretty, and I really like McNiven's art. So even though it's a clash of two different artists, it's not really a clash. But even though there's two different artists working on it, it's two artists that are like awesome. So I'm I'm down with that. And so this is only the second issue, but it feels like it's it's been longer, maybe because we had the zero issue. The zero issue too, and we also have the if you are reading the digital, uh, the freebie digital, the infinite. Well, they've had three issues of that now. Mm-hmm. So we're we're seeing a lot of setup. I don't know how I feel about Iron Man being involved. It kind of makes sense, but then it's like, how is that all going to tie in? Be, be, and there is a continuity thing again because you know yeah. he's in Avengers. It doesn't make sense, but we also have Mr. Fantastic and Avengers and Captain America and so. Sort of, Whatever you just got to let that go. Yeah, yeah. So you know we're seeing the connection, and you know whether that has anything to do with the movies or not. You know we'll have to wait and see. But we do get some explanation about what happened in the first issue when Star Lord's dad's like Earth is off limits. That's a really awesome scene where we just get to see essentially why Earth's off limits mm-hmm. and how Earth came to and and the possibility for. Why the reason why we have all these superhumans and and mutations going on? One of the possibilities for that's a really really cool explanation. The uh, I think that's at the beginning right away. Yeah, and and Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, that, that's all you need to know. Rocket Raccoon. So. But no, uh, I'm gonna screw up his name. Never mind. I'm not gonna say his name. <laughs> Groot. Groot. Well, he was in there, sort of. It's kind of in the background. Um, oh, I, I skipped Fantastic Four, number seven. So how did this happen? We got FF number six and Fantastic Four number seven. Oh, be- wait, that doesn't even make sense because we there was, was an a- AU episode uh, episode issue. But that was five. We had five and then five AU and we had six. So somehow Fantastic Four came out ahead. Fantastic Four. This book's from the future. Yeah, two months in the future. Um, I do have to say that I'm I'm enjoying FF more than Fantastic Four. I got only two issues into FF. I'm not a big Fantastic Four guy. I've never really been. But it's, it's Matt Fraction. I know I like Matt Fraction, but I mean, I also didn't don't read Thor, and that I know. Hmm. There's some characters I don't like, and then you can put the best writer in the world on them. It's just they don't appeal to me. I'm not going to force myself to read it. So Fantastic Four, it's fun. It's dealing more with um, you know uncovering the mystery, like what's happening with with their their bodies, their. De- you know the decomposing nature, losing your abilities, and traveling and having adventures. So it's and it's Mark Bailey who I'm a fan of. Um, Mark Bailey is like a machine because that guy doesn't stop. Um, he's yeah. You know, he I don't. I'm trying to think if he did the the AU book. I don't remember if he drew that one, but he's just like he he's a machine. You know he he did Ultimate Spider Man like. Never missed an issue. He's literally a machine. He's Ultron. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's that's a good book. Um, we were talking about Avengers. So we have Avengers and New Avengers that came out. And I don't know how I feel about Avengers. It always feels like like you're you're getting like a, a quarter of the issue because <laughs> you're just like. You know, Hickman's doing all these really big ideas. There's so many characters involved, and we're just getting glimpses here and there of different things. But, and it, it's this is a book that you know you're going to want to read collected, just to, to try to see how it all fits together. And he's introducing so many different ideas, and and then it's weird because then in the next you know couple issues, this is a new arc, but it's there's just a lot going on. 
this this book I I I'm not reading it ongoing. I read the first four issues of it. Um, Avengers for me uh, needs to be a little bit more grounded and less sci-fi. And, and Hickman's great at the kind of giant concepts and you know these the lots of sci-fi ideas. But I feel like Avengers should just be like, uh, oh, there's Claw. Let's punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Or I, I mean, like my favorite run is when Bendis did the the whole build-up to Secret Invasion. I mean, that's not a huge idea or anything. I mean, it has a lot of sci-fi elements, but it's just, it's really just, it, it works best to me when it's a little bit more simple. And then we have New Avengers, also by Hickman. Which is awesome. And there's some big ideas happening here. Yeah. This book should really just be called Illuminati. Because, yeah. I mean, this is what it is. I, I, I think the difference why, even though, you know, we have big ideas happening in both books, but because we have the core cast, the Illuminati, yeah. it's 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 tied a little you know closer to home where yeah. you know you know what's going on versus Avengers, which you know I like the idea of having this huge team of Avengers where you're going to use the characters or you know the, the the members that you need for whatever particular mission. Uh-huh. But then it's also like, well, what happened to like you know we had Sunspot and Cannonball join the team. I don't think they've done a whole lot in there, <coughs> so. Cannonball had to make it back to the coal mines. Oh, Will Guthrie. Well, we saw um, Superior Spider-Man eating Cannonball's like fan- fancy prepared food, or maybe I think it must have been Sunspot had the food prepared for him, or something like that. And he got mad that Spider-Man was eating his food, even though it was labeled. But that's like that's all he really did in the series. So there's some crazy stuff, and I love Steve Epting. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I definitely. I, I really like New Avengers over Avengers. I'll say that. Uh, second issue of East of West came out this week. Um, I was going to review this. It just it didn't happen because of time. So Nick Dragota, his art is amazing. It's very pretty. And it's it's just, this is, um, so it's another Hickman book. So Hickman had. It's, it's, it's Hickman week and Bendis week. Jeez. And you know, so we got some crazy things happening here. And I, if if you were to ask me to describe like what this book is about, I don't think I could. You know, stuff with like the, the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, but it's just it's it's it pulls you in. So even though you may not know everything that's going on, it's like you want to know more. I think for me, this is going to be a book that I'm going to have. I'm going to enjoy a lot more when I've got ten or twelve issues, and I can just sit and read them all in one sitting. So, really good book. I mean, definitely, you don't want to miss out on this. So, first issue sold out, but the first issue, the second print came out yeah. this week, too. So, you're going to want to see that. I Vampire 19. This is a sad. Last issue. I didn't want to see this one go. So, um, Andrea Sorrentino comes back for some pages, which was great. I'm glad they were able to make that happen because, you know, he's busy on Green Arrow now. Yeah. And... So he came back to, you know, he, him and Josh Vilkov started the series. We get some closure, but you kind of, it, it feels like things were a little rushed. And I'm, I'm assuming that's how it was because, you know, series is ending. Vilkov probably had, you know, other stories, other ideas, and he just had to, had to wrap it all up. It feels like three issues kind of pounded into one. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if not a good jumping on point. Yeah, yeah, new readers, don't start here. So, but if if you've been reading, you know, you're definitely going to want to see how that that ends there. 
Um, Judge Dredd, year one. I love me some Judge Dredd, year one. Um, my biggest complaint about the book was that it, it got really weird at the end. Like, there's a big twist at the end that that kind of really expands the Dread universe uh, for new readers mainly. Uh, and I hated how Dread went into it. He kind of everything logical in his brain just kind of plopped out for a second. Um, but I I really like the art on this book. I I really like what uh, it's Matt Wagner what he's doing on it. Or, sorry, not Matt Wagner. Oh, God, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Matt Smith, Doctor Who. Um, not that Matt Smith, huh? No, not that Matt. Well, it could be uh, the, the Doctor writing this. Um, again, it's not a year one book. It's uh, early years. I, I, I believe they state in here that Dredd went through 15 years of like training before he became uh, a judge. A, a judge. So it's in this issue. So, but I mean, like... He's been doing it for 15 years, so it's like year 15, Dread. But he... I don't know. I just have a problem with the title. It's a good book. Ignore the title. Please ignore the title, because it bugs me for some reason, because I'm very picky about the title. Um, going back to Bendis, we had Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 22. Oh, Sarah Pacelli. Mm-hmm. And so this is dealing with Venom, and uh, there's there's a lot that happens here. Yeah, I took a lot of crap for my review. So it's it's weird. I'm I'm tr- I'm trying. I'm, I'm sp- avoiding spoilers. Yeah, because <laughs> part of the problem. Well, let's just say that um, the the problem with with Ultimate Peter Parker, and it's it's kind of mentioned here, is a lot of people found out who he was. Yeah, and that was a problem. I mean, I was always like, Bendis, what are you doing? It's like everyone is finding out who he is. So it's like you're almost getting that here where. Like it's almost like with each issue, someone else is finding out. It felt like three different people found out in this issue that Miles was Spider-Man. Yeah, maybe four. So there's, there's, but big stuff is happening here, and it's, and it's stuff that for me it just feels like it's it's just repetition and storytelling with Spider-Man. Um, don't get me wrong; it's good stuff. It's it's an incredibly emotional issue, but. I, from reading this, I felt like I've 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 read this before. That's what I felt like at the end of this issue. Again, I love the issue. Felt like I read it before. And when you see the cover to the next issue, you feel like you've seen that before. I can actually tell you the issue too. Oh yeah. Yep, I could. What was it fifty? Amazing Spider-Man fifty, but it's not the cover. It's, it's the last, last page. page. I have a print of that last page. Cool. It's a, it was a redone John Romita. Redid it. So now that you, if you want to look up Amazing Spider-Man 50, you can probably understand what's going on. A bit of it. Bendis again. Uncanny X-Men. Oh, Bendis, you wrote a book this week? No way. Congratulations. So Uncanny number five. I'm eating Pringles, by the way, if I'm I'm crunching. I brought a lot of Pringles. Pringles are my, my, my con food. It's like the only time I really eat Pringles. Mine's whiskey. That's my con you, food. You eat whiskey. I eat whiskey. So, um... Oh, Fraser Irving's art is really pretty, but I really didn't think it fit with the book. It's it's also weird con, con, when you look at, you know, the art previously. Yeah, And all of a sudden, yeah. it's a big jump, but, you know, whatever. You know, you, I, I, you know, kind of overlook that. So we're continuing more with, with Cyclops, and... I'm, I'm not an, uh, an Ileana fan. Really? So, and this issue is heavy Ileana... 
and heavy Marvel mysticism, which again, I'm not the biggest fan of. So I just kind of stared at Fraser Irving's art throughout this one. I do like Ileana. And, you know, I, since she came back before, I, it, you know, I've always been you know curious what's been going on. Yeah. Um, the thing with, you know, I, with, with Fraser Irving's art, sometimes I really like it, sometimes I don't like it. Yeah. Here, it, it looks good and everything, but even the, the issues where you just see the the new X-Men, the students, it's it's like everything's so dark. Yeah. So it's like, is, are, did they not turn the lights on? Well, they gotta they gotta save on electricity. I guess so because you know they, there's no tuition for the kids. Nope. So that that was my only problem. <laughs> and Cyclops looks really creepy. Hey, weird, weird smile there. But that that's a good issue, and there's some heavy things happening. Um, we have the Flash, nineteen. So in the previous issue, Barry Allen loses his powers, and it has to do with Dial H. Mm-hmm. So he was at Iron Heights because Trickster was incarcerated. He's got no powers now. No flashy and, powers. And there's this group group that's trying to liberate the Trickster. So Barry has to grab like all the the weapons from the rogues. You know, all, everyone's just locked up. And it's it's basically it's it's like Die Hard with Barry Allen, where you know he has to take on all these people, but he has no powers. So it's is actually pretty cool, and you know he's trying to use their weapons, but they're they're like now that the rogues have been amped up, uh-huh. so their their weapons are kind of genetically coded to them, and you know so we got Marcio Takara doing the art, but when you get to the end, it's it's setting up the next arc, so we we get Francis oh, Manipal. There's Francis Manipal's art, and we see. A new character who is on the gatefold cover, and that's gonna bring some bad news for the Flash. And it, it, it's a costume redesign. I'm not too keen on. Why? Why do you say that? I like the classic, but the but classic. I but I'm being a, an angry like my like pre Flashpoint costume. I'm just being a <clears throat> I'm just being a little jerk about it. But the pre the the color scheme. This was a, a, a bit much. I whatever. That's, I was fine with it. That's a lot of yellow. Yeah, you just so, gave it away right there. People should know by now. I mean, we we did. It a, is Friday, guys. We, we did an interview with them. Yeah, with them. So I mean, people know who's who's coming, and they they've talked about. There's why. just there are certain characters costumes I'm picky about, but it's not the same character. It's a totally new. Character. I know, I know, but it's he's using the same name. Not necessarily. And in, in the interview. Okay. In the interview, okay, he, this character never refers to himself by that name. He's never referred to by that name. They're just kind of using that for marketing purposes or the comic to try title. to get me, Matt Elfring, to to get on that book again. Maybe we had um, Avengers Arena. I'm catching up. I'm getting there. I hated the idea of this book. It's I hate yeah, it. and it's now just, I and I love it. Yeah. Um, for me, the big thing. And I understand why a lot of people are angry when they're, you know their, their characters they they like were attached to or are getting killed off. For me, I was a big fan of Darkhawk. Yeah, and it's still questionable what happened to him. And then um, I don't I won't go more in, in, into detail with that. So even though Darkhawk could be Darkhawk as we knew him could be potentially 
gone, I'm really curious what what's happening. So you know we're, we're seeing more of the battles and and I'm I'm really curious to see how it's it's all gonna yeah gonna gonna play out. So. I, I complained this week a few times about death being a plot point in, in in comics and how I hate that and how I hate it that there's just so much death. This book is all about death and I'm fine with it. The death is the plot point. Well, that's something I talked about when I did the the ask video for this week. I think it was Pixel Kaiser that brought up a question about the amount of like sex and violence in mm-hmm. in comics these days. And you know, he was saying that you know, he would watch like Young Justice and there's there's really no comic that fits that same same line. No. And he's like, you know, it's not that I'm getting older, but you know, a lot of comics we're we we're, we're seeing just just a, a higher level of sex and violence in there. Yeah. And it's like that's not really necessary. You know, is is that what readers want? You know, especially with the new fifty two, you know, we had a lot of that. Yeah. And when you look at comics from, you know, ten, twenty years ago, it's like they didn't rely on, on all that. So I like, don't know. Some of those swimsuit issues from nineteen ninety six. But even that, you know, you got a swimsuit issue, that's that's almost the same as just a regular costume. Versus yeah. now there's there's a lot more insinuations. When when you're seeing Catwoman and Batman going at it In issue one of Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. And you know Well there so, was I mean there was still even though it wasn't real law or anything. The, the the CCA was still around then. I mean, there you couldn't get away with the stuff you can get away with now. But I mean, even even that, it's like not everyone was 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 following the guideline. You know, it was no, a suggested no. thing. But I, it's it's just weird that we have this higher level now, and and I don't think it it's not making the stories better. And you know, some books don't necessarily follow it. You know, you look at like even you know Fantasy Four FF. You know, and you know the Avengers books—they don't—they don't really go into all that. So and there's it, some books where it's just witches that are nude for the entire issue every month. Yeah. So I mean, there, there are certain things, and and you know, I always talk about like the Aspen books, and yeah. I, I think we talked about this last we, week on the pod, podcast. Yeah, we've had talks outside of the podcast about where this. you know you you know going into that you're going to get these pretty you know female characters yeah you know doing whatever and that that's what it's about but and then you have the other books where like i know there was like a new issue of danger girls came out i I haven't had a chance to look at that where that you know that was always pushing things you know the sexuality of the characters yeah i just i I, i'm not i'm not being a prude about it but i just i don't feel like we need that you know and i i talked about like miss fury from dynamite Mm-hmm. I'm really curious about that book because you know you have this pulp character, and then she somehow ends up in the in the present. So you got this time travel because you know a, a lot of the dynamite pulp books, they're either doing it like the shadow where they're con- they're telling the stories in the past, yeah, or they're modernizing them like yeah. um, the Black Bat, which I believe is coming out next week, or yeah. maybe it's on the fifteenth. Is coming out. Where they just take the character and it's just like okay, modern age. Here's a new take on on a character. Yeah. But with Miss Fury, you're getting the 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 old version of the character being brought to the future. So you know that that's just it's going to be this weird thing. So while it's an interesting book, they really throw the sexuality in your face. And you know, I guess the character is always kind of like that. But there's a scene of her her in a bathtub wearing gloves. 
Well, it's called a classy bathtub, Tony. And and she's reading a newspaper in the bathtub. You don't want to get it wet when you're... She was getting the newspaper wet. Oh, she is a mess in the bathtub. So, but, but like, like for me, and, and, you know, there may be some people that that's what they want in their comics. That's fine. What if it's a pivotal scene? Like, what if that's the... <laughs> Like, like uh, rigs on the toilet and lethal weapon. Like, she has to stay in the bathtub or the bathtub's going to explode. Well, you know, if she's wearing a leather outfit and fighting around, probably getting, you know, sweaty and stinky. Was it Murtaugh in, on the toilet? I think it was. Okay, it's Mur- Murtaugh. Guys, don't write in the comments. Mad, it wasn't Riggs. Some people are like, what are you talking Murtaugh. about? They're waiting for the reboot. And then no, the lethal, lethal weapon. Re- <laughs> I'm too old for this poop. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's it just sometimes I, j- I just wonder about comics these days. But you're just you're you're getting older. We're getting older. Um, but it's like who, who who's buying comics to to look at suggestive scenes? It's like that's what the internet's for. I mean, there's par- people partly. that, but there are people that that just like when I used to work at the comic book store and I and we did that video and I showed you the porn box. Like there's people that just go to that. I mean that's their thing. Yeah, sure, you can go type in naked boobs into Google. Guys, don't do that. Um, you just gave away the secret. <laughs> gave away the secret to Google. Naked boobs. Um, you, yeah, you could do that, but there's people like that's their thing. Uh, awesome, whatever. I mean, and there's people that, even less of that, don't like the porn. They just like the chicks in bikinis. I mean, whatever you like. Uh, I like stories. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Tug of War. I'm in a tug of war. I haven't played that since I was 12. You don't see tug of war in comics. Yeah, no, you don't see enough tug of war in comics, <laughs> or enough lethal weapon references. Um, I, I feel like we're, I don't know where we're going now with the podcast. Lethal weapon. Uh, so we had the Thor trailer this week. That was a. That was, I'm, you you could just put like Natalie Portman sitting down talking about her experiences at Harvard, and then put at the end Thor Dark World. I'd still see it. Like I'm gonna see the movie. You don't don't play. You don't even bother with shows. I'll see it. It looks awesome. It's going to look awesome. Are you saying you're a big Natalie Portman fan? I think she's. I think she's the bee's knees. I think she's. She's very classy. Classy, beautiful, smart. Went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That's a woman right there. Yeah. And um, my my coworkers in the movie. Cat Dannings, two two broke girls, which I've never seen that show. Welcome home. I forgot to say that. <laughs> CBS, welcome. Uh, we're staying across from the CBS building too. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't tell them. They don't. They don't know I'm here. Well, that, that this office doesn't know. They don't. Probably, they don't care I'm here. They're like, "Who are you? What's Comic Vine? <laughs> we don't know what that is. Was it like the the, the video six second video? Um, so the Thor trailer is crazy. But um, criticism from my daughter: Thor's hair is too long. It's like it wasn't that long. She because she's like it was this long in Thor and in Avengers it was this long. It's like now it's, it's too long. And she's like, same thing with Loki. I like Loki's long hair. I know I said earlier in this podcast, I don't like Thor. Uh, I will see the Thor movies, though, because they're awesome. I don't know why. Whatever. Because it goes against your religious beliefs. Yes. Because I am pagan? I don't know. <laughs> so that that's... I'm I'm more excited. At first, you know, and I, I, I'm kind of with you with, with Thor, where it's like... I always like Thor... When he's with the Avengers, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the the comics are. I when we have all these stories in Asgard, it's like you know sometimes there's like okay, yeah, we got this, but with this movie, even though it's set more in Asgard, I'm actually curious about this because it does look like it's going to be a different 
comic book movie. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious how that's going to play out. Although I do have to say, there's one scene in the trailer where he kind of does what he did in the first movie, where he takes a hammer, slams it down, and then you know a bunch of people getting like blown back. People want to see that. It wasn't as epic as it was in the first movie. It's like, well, you know what? Did, did you not put like in, enough as much oomph into Maybe it? Maybe he didn't have to. Maybe it was just, just like like bloop. It's like only just like a, a small handful. It's of a people. bunch of grunts. He doesn't have to put all that power into it. But he's gonna. Why put all your effort into it when these guys can be knocked out? Just a little slap on the face. It could just would end things quicker. Tom Hiddleston, Loki, brilliant hair in the movie. Natalie Portman, brilliant hair. This is a brilliant hair movie. Oh, we didn't talk about Young Avengers. Speaking of Loki, we didn't. But there was a really cool battle scene. I didn't read it. <laughs> so um, that's the theme of me being on this show. Is I didn't read it. People were gonna say it was, like, it was a comic book podcast, and I didn't read it. You should read more comics. Read a lot of indie stuff, guys. Yeah, well, come it's, on. It's been busy, man. A busy week. And there was eight million books this week. I'm pretty sure it was eight million. Yeah. Uh, Are we doing questions? Oh, I didn't even think about that. You didn't even know. think about it. We can't do questions. Oh, I'm afraid. So since we're working remotely, we're working. We're not in a big studio. So if the the sound sounds differently this is my this is my podcasting mic for but my we're, we're doing it off my laptop that's about to explode because i got is it is it warm no it feels just, good i just i got so much stuff going on here i don't have enough hard you know what you should do tony i saw how many t- tabs you keep open that has nothing to do with it close to those tabs <laughs> i need those a lot tabs. of re- a lot of resources being i need those there. tabs <laughs> that, that, that's, that's how I do my job by having those tabs that's open. That's the collector mentality in you. It, I, I, I'm I like a one-man show, and, and I know where every tab is. You need me to find some? I know what each tab is, is there for. And people need to, don't care about the tabs. Your, your computer is uh, a chaotic mess. No, it's 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 a mess. It's it's how the comics are organized on the desk in the office. I, I can find things. It's a digital tornado of... Digital torn that doesn't make sense. It's a digital. It's it's folks at home. Imagine that the computer had the ability to puke icons onto it wherever. That's what Tony's desktop looks like. You're crazy, man. Um, what else happened this week in comics? Uh, let me tell you. Um, oh, uh, Avengers two. Oh, there's a sister and brother. Supposedly. Joss Whedon teasing. Mm-hmm. So what sister and brother could there be in Avengers? Well, let's see. Uh, I know two sister and brother teams off the top of my head. The Wonder Twins. In Avengers? They're in DC. Can't do it. I want to see it. Not going to happen. Uh, and then there's uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And I guess what was said before, Kevin Feige said that, you know, because it, it's, it's debatable where... Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch lie. You know, are they considered X Men characters because they're mutants? Or are they considered Avengers characters because they were Avengers? They first appeared in X Men with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yes, but I feel like they had more of their story in the Avengers. Yeah, and I think what what was said is those are like special case characters where if Fox wanted to use them, they could, mm-hmm. and if Marvel Studio wanted to use them, they could. Yeah, so that's like the real oddball. So, we'll have to see. I don't know how we really feel about them making the movie. How are they going to fit in? That's the thing, because you don't have mutants in... in yeah, in the Marvel Universe movie world. The, the cinematic universe. Yeah. So, I, I almost don't feel like it's... I, I want to see Hank Pym so we can get into Ultron. 
And I, I, I really want to see Carol Danvers introduce. You know, I have, want Luke Cage, but that's just me. I, I love Luke Cage. Well, that, he's not really like a big time Avenger, but what they said before, because there's supposed to be that that AKA Jessica Jones TV show. Yeah, I don't know what what the status is. That doesn't sound like anything's happening there. But they they had said at one point that that TV show would be in the cinematic universe still. Uh-huh. And then they were talking about, you know, if you read Alias, the, the Bendis and Alex Maleev comic, Luke Cage was a big part of it, and Carol Danvers appeared there. So they, they were saying that, that those characters could appear on a TV show. What concerned me a little bit with that is, you know, if you're going to cast someone as Carol Danvers, I want a really... I want the right actress. Yeah. And... No offense to TV actresses, but getting a TV actress versus a movie actress, you know, you're talking different budgets, yeah, you know, different salaries. Oh, yeah. So if they're going to cast someone, you know, I I would almost rather them use a character for the movie than for a TV show. Yeah. Unless, you know, they're like a, a major part of the show. But I guess at this point it doesn't really matter. Who would, you, if, who would you want as Carol Danvers, though? If you could have any actress, it doesn't matter TV or movie. I, 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 I don't know. Um... I no one would come comes to mind. Okay. Luke Cage, um, the, the Old Spice guy, the first one or second one, the the guy in the horse. I'm okay. on a horse. Oh, that I get. I always go right for Terry Crews. Hmm, maybe, huh. but the other the Old Spice guy made his own trailer. I know, but Terry Crews is awesome. I don't know. This that's a that's a whole other episode of the podcast where we just debate. We have like a forum debate about which guy should play. Oh, the other news this week. We'll just go with the last part. Uh, Daredevil. Marvel got the rights back. Yeah. So um, we'll have to see what they decide to do with it. Come on, Ben Affleck. So Come someone, on, real costume. Someone said they should get Ben Affleck to direct. Casey Affleck does direct his Daredevil. Yeah. Get, get Ben Affleck to direct it. That guy's awesome. Yeah. He's, yeah. People... People don't don't realize that he is he's a really 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 good director. He's also a good actor when you put him in a movie with a screenplay that's not awful. Yeah, and it, I don't think I think I think there's 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 problems during Daredevil where I don't think he 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 completely felt it whether it was yeah. a screenplay or whatever. And so I mean it's it's too bad. And the director's cut is a little bit better. It's not it's still not a great a good movie, but it's a little bit better. I mean, but you got to fight on a seesaw sometimes, you know, for yeah. ten minutes. And it's better than a lecture movie. That movie was a thing. So that's the other question: If the rights to Daredevil revert back, does that mean Elektra reverts back and Bullseye? Which I'm assuming the answer is yes. I'd assume so. So if they do do something with Daredevil, I just said do 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 do. Are they going to try to do like a separate movie, or are they going to try to? somehow incorporating him with the Avengers. See, you know, he's not really... Uh, I mean, he... He is an he Avengers, is an Avenger, even he's only he's been, not, like, two issues. Yeah, he's not really an Avenger. Bendis Avengers. Now, Hickman's Avengers, like, forget it. It's like, no. good luck trying to get in there. Um, I, I honestly don't think they're going to do anything with that, with Daredevil for a long while. I wish they, they did that. Was it... What's his name? Joe Car- Car- Carnahan? The guy that was supposed to direct the Daredevil, he did oh, that, yeah. that. He did that like sizzle reel, and it was like okay. a seventies take. Oh in. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Daredevil I want to see. That would have been great. Do a movie gritty seventies, 
almost like you know if you want to say Frank Miller version of Daredevil. Yeah, that would have been cool, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. But maybe they can still come. Hey, why don't you come over to Marvel Studios and do your idea? Why don't they do something like almost insane like <coughs> that? Like almost like grindhousey? Because it's too much of a risk. Well, you know what? Comics are for kids, not but not if you read comics. They're not. Or when you try to put Punisher on screen twice and it fails both times. Yeah. What pew, else? Pew, 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 pew. That's, pew, pew, pew. I was making gunshot noises uh, in reference to one of the first Comic Vine videos when Tony and Ethan saw Punisher Warzone. And we reenacted. And we reenacted the film. The entire movie. The entire movie. And it was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. We're not doing questions this week, so sorry. I'm, I'm not going to pull them up. But big, big weekend coming up. C2E2. Yeah, so there'll be lots of videos. Um, hopefully we'll get some videos up over the weekend. There will not be a news video this weekend. I accidentally pushed the seat down. <laughs> this, is, this is audio. People have no idea what you're laughing. I don't think they could understand you between Whatever. Your, your, your laughs. So there probably will not be a news video this weekend. Um there will be a best a well, a well rested Matt. There will be a best up in comics um, video shot here in the hotel room. Uh, we'll have to see how that that the lighting was horrible. So have to see how how that that came and me out. in the background judging you as you do it. Yeah, as I'm trying to do the voices which people hate, and I'm trying to do voices because usually no one listens to me or no one's in the room when I do the voices. So there is there is that. Got to work on it a little. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to end the podcast here. Um, yeah, so it's it's a shorter podcast, but at least you're getting a podcast. And hopefully, like I said, videos will go up this weekend. Be more 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 footage. We'll we'll see what happens. Maybe a, a mystery art challenge. Um, working on that, yeah. which I haven't even decided what that's going to be yet. Um, there should be more off their minds coming up, and just regular interviews, cosplay and, picks. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, definitely cosplay picks. I'll be taking pictures. I'll be I'll be uh, live tweeting. I don't know if I, I I don't even know what that means. Live tweeting. I'll be live tweeting. Uh, Is, isn't every tweet everything. live? Every tweet is live. Uh, just letting you guys know. At inferior ego on Twitter. <laughs> I'll be live tweeting live. Uh, I'm about to go to the bathroom. Bloop. Hashtag. Hashtag. Really gotta go. Hashtag working it out. All right, that's the podcast. So um. I'm trying to think. Uh, next week, oh my gosh! I'm here. Here's a time travel conundrum. Um, oh, next week there will be a invincibly super massive comic book podcast of stuff. Oh, great! Um, Who's on it? I usually don't don't say. Should I say? Oh no! You, you gotta push. You gotta post the teaser picture. I don't even know if there's much. I don't know if there's really anything. I don't even know what I'm gonna do for an image. Give him. Um, give him a hint. I could just say who it is, because it's it's. Okay. I got. I don't even know what I'm gonna do for an image. It's gonna be um, this guy called called. <laughs> his name is Greg Katzman. Oh, uh, his okay. Here's your hint. His name rhymes with <laughs> Schmeg Schmatzman. What's your hint? I already said who it was. <laughs> Guys, listen. Go back in time and forget you heard Greg Katzman and forget this one. Schmeg Schmatzman. He writes for Schmama Schwein. So I can't wait to go to bed. Um, and and then uh, 
Also, next week is leading into Iron Man week. Not that we're doing like an official Iron Man week, but uh, the movie. Some some of us will be seeing the movie early. Everybody but me. Um, I'm going to see it early. Greg's going to see it early, and this guy Norm and Chan oh, from Tested. I miss Norm. He's he's going to see it early. So um, Norm and I are probably going to do like a, a video discussion. You know, t- talking about the movie like we did for the Avengers and Batman, um, Dark Knight Rises. So you got that. I'll be celebrating Iron Man Week on my own by drinking whiskey. That's right, and that story will never be in the movie, according mm-hmm. to Shane Black and Marvel Studios. That's the most interesting. Okay. Okay. So that is your podcast. We've been, I think, dragging this on for like three minutes. So thanks for listening. I love you. Um. That was to the people listening, not to you, Tony. Oh, man. That was for me. You're okay. All right. Don't murder me. So, uh, since this was a shorter podcast, when you finish this, listen to it again. (laughs) And then do it one more time. And then it'll be about about the the three-hour equivalent. (laughs) Take a hike. And and then there'll be a podcast next week. And next Friday, we should be back on normal schedule. Um, I don't know if Sarah will be on the podcast next week. I have no idea. Um... I, I don't know if she's going to be back in the country or, or what's going on there. Um, and then Iron Man review will go up, Iron Man video, and and all that stuff. So thanks for listening. Thank you. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. And don't hold it against us if you don't approve of this podcast. It's the best one up.